Section 4 of Preliminary Report on Neo-Fascist and Hate Groups, prepared by the House Un-American Activities Committee for the U.S. Congress. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Hate Group Common Sense Growth of the hate group in recent years is exemplified by the publishing endeavors of Conde J. McGinley and his son C.J. McGinley in Union, New Jersey. The McGinleys, Sr. and Jr. operate as the Christian Educational Association for the purpose of publishing a semi-monthly paper, Common Sense, as well as a mass of individual printed matter. Common Sense represents itself as the nation's anti-communist paper. Subscriptions are sought from loyal and patriotic Americans in order to help save our republic. Such patriotic claims provide poor disguise, however, for some of the most vitriolic hate propaganda ever to come to the attention of the committee. Common Sense defines communism as Judaism and devotes its pages almost exclusively to attacks on the Jewish and, to a lesser extent, the Negro minorities in our nation. Sympathy for the former Nazi regime in Germany also is injected into this propaganda, which is hardly distinguishable from that of the National Renaissance Party except for the latter's open appeal for a fascist government in the United States. Despite its patriotic claims, common sense has in fact employed and or carried the writings of a number of individuals associated with the National Renaissance Party. Through the columns of common sense and innumerable booklets printed and offered for sale, the McGinleys appear to serve as a clearinghouse for hate propagandists throughout the country. Among these are many of the native fascists and hate racketeers who were active in the 1930s. In contrast to the limited appeal of the openly fascist National Renaissance Party, the McGinley enterprise appears to be a shrewd and going business. The Organization of Common Sense Conde J. McGinley, Sr., began editing a miniature weekly paper in Newark, New Jersey in 1946 under the various titles of Think, the Think and Think Weekly. In June 1947, the paper was issued under the name Common Sense, and in November 1947, it was expanded to its present tabloid size, and the headquarters transferred from Newark to Union, New Jersey. It became a semi-monthly publication in 1948. McGinley remained the sole owner and publisher until earlier this year, when the so-called Christian Educational Association was created to serve as owner and publisher. Officers of the new association are Conde J. McGinley, Sr., President, Conde J. McGinley, Jr., Secretary and Treasurer, and Alex Jeffiemau, Vice President. Jeffiemau is employed by the McGinleys in a subordinate capacity. Only the McGinleys are authorized to handle association funds. Headquarters of the newspaper and its publishing association are located in a 14-room stone building at 530 Chestnut Street in Union, New Jersey. The building is owned by Miss Catherine Littig of Newark, New Jersey, who has worked for Common Sense on a voluntary basis almost from the inception of the publication. The building also houses the press which prints Common Sense and other hate literature sold through Common Sense. This mechanical equipment is owned by the Union Patriotic Press, which gives the Chestnut Street building as its headquarters. A corporation resolution of the Union Patriotic Press 
lists its officers as president charles kane of tampa florida secretary john j reynolds and treasurer edward j byrne heightstown new jersey farmer byrne is known to have been a volunteer worker in the common sense enterprise both byrne and reynolds have attended rallies held by mcginley for his followers kane has also been in attendance prior to his removal to florida mcginley was forced to rely on other presses prior to nineteen fifty three and he admittedly encountered difficulties in assuring continuous printing of his propaganda after common sense moved into its headquarters on chestnut street in the spring of nineteen fifty three an addition was built for the press later acquired by the union patriotic press mcginley announced to his readers that the press had been set up for our use and would ensure prompt service in the future technically however mcginley leases the press from the union patriotic press for a seventy five dollar monthly rental nature of propaganda during nineteen forty six and nineteen forty seven mcginley's allegedly anti-communist publication gave little indication of its subsequent level of propaganda at the outset its columns carried a certain amount of factual information on communism beginning in nineteen forty eight however common sense became increasingly outspoken in its statements of a pro-nazi and anti-semitic nature it was soon almost exclusively a vehicle for the exploitation of ignorance prejudice and fear the paper devoted considerable space in nineteen forty eight to the support of the late robert h best american newsman who was convicted of treason and sentenced to life imprisonment in that year as a result of his broadcast for the nazis in world war ii a eulogy of best appearing in common sense for december fifteenth nineteen fifty two described him as a patriot paul revere and true christian american an arrogant letter written by herman Goering to winston churchill just before the nazi leader poisoned himself appeared in common sense for july first nineteen fifty an editorial note recommended that the letter be read carefully by members of congress and all others who are shaping the destiny of america common sense adopted the national renaissance party line which alleges the united states government is plotting a new world war now that the matchless german army is destroyed germany laid in ruins and europe helpless eisenhower asked the german people to help him prepare for another war purporting to be a war against communism while he protects and coddles in washington the same people who prevented germany from wiping out communism this is to be a war against the russian people not communism in this statement mcginley's anti-communist and patriotic publication apparently is not averse to serving the communist propaganda cause indeed mcginley has even printed such statements as the following which he identified as being from a european correspondent if your paper is to continue its excellent work of opposing the policy of the jew please do not fight russia also for we in europe look upon it as the only hope to prevent jewish world domination by means of its stupid willing technically clever american slaves the destroyers of europe's cities the hate-mongers of the vile occupation and the hangmen of nuremberg anti-semitism is the chief stock in trade of common sense which now distortedly defines communism as a false face for judaism typical of headlines which appear in the publication are jewish leaders are crazy for power zionists threaten russia with war 
brotherhood jew trap for christianity an invisible government rules both parties adlai and ike marxist stooges articles in common sense have even attacked water fluoridation as a red plot by the invisible rulers aimed at mass destruction of the american people the violent nature of this propaganda is illustrated by an article written by george thomas adams in the issue of common sense for december first nineteen fifty two in the course of a discussion of anti-semitic pogroms in communist countries adams stated if the russian people wish to throw off their jewish yoke what right have we to criticize them we should be doing the same conde mcginley senior uses the oblique method in an article in the issue dated june fifteenth nineteen fifty two the german government facing the same situation as the united states does today put these red jews in concentration camps a survey of common sense propaganda fails to reveal any outright advocacy of a fascist government for the united states the solution customarily offered by conde mcginley senior to save america is an increase in the circulation of common sense it is apparent that this publication represents a modern example of the racketeers who made a business out of un-american hate propaganda during the nineteen thirties cooperation with other propagandists information in the possession of the committee reveals a significant interchangeability of propagandists working for the allegedly patriotic common sense and the avowedly fascist national renaissance party a good example is provided by eustace mullins who frankly eulogizes hitler in the pages of the national renaissance party's bulletin and who has been observed at an nrp street session in new york city last year articles written by mullins had been appearing in common sense since at least september nineteen fifty one and last year he became a writer on the staff of common sense w henry mcfarland jr is another individual who has been simultaneously active in both the national renaissance party and common sense a resident of philadelphia mcfarland in nineteen forty eight had organized a nationalist action league which was promptly cited as a fascist organization by the united states attorney general in nineteen forty nine mcfarland spoke at a number of meetings of the national renaissance party in new york he presided at a branch meeting of the nrp held in philadelphia in october nineteen forty nine meanwhile his name also appeared as associate editor of common sense in the issues which appeared during july and august of nineteen forty nine at that time conde mcginley senior was planning to combine forces with mcfarland and his site at nationalist action league and with another organization the loyal american group headed by william j o'brien the scheme as announced in common sense called for mcginley's publication to serve as official organ of the nationalist action league with o'brien disbanding his group to serve as national secretary of the new combination the plan fell through however and mcginley resumed sole editorship of common sense o'brien a printer from montclair new jersey was later taken on the staff of common sense the interlocking of common sense and the national renaissance party is further demonstrated by the fact that common sense has carried articles by frederick charles f weiss chief propagandist for the nrp and by kurt mertig new york city chairman of the nrp common sense is also a channel for hate propaganda being issued by numerous other individuals 
and organizations scattered throughout the country the literature of these fellow hate-mongers is disseminated either through reprints in the columns of common sense or in booklets published and sold by common sense one of the most frequently reprinted authors is robert h williams of santa Ana, california who issues the williams intelligence summary a monthly newsletter common sense also sells his writings in pamphlet form williams advertises himself as the possessor of vast intelligence information which he gained as a member of army intelligence during world war ii the deception is evident from the fact that williams intelligence duty comprised less than a year as an administrative officer for the intelligence sector of a bomber wing in this position he would have received no intelligence information dealing with the communist conspiracy his assignment to the military intelligence was merely in the reserve from which commission he was relieved by official action of the army effective december first nineteen fifty conde mcginley senior has maintained a particularly cooperative relationship with two disseminators of anti-semitic literature from chicago mrs elizabeth dilling and mrs lyra clark van heining mrs dilling's writings have been circulating since the nineteen thirties mrs van heining is the head of an organization known as we the mothers mobilized for america incorporated and is editor of the publication woman's voice messages have been sent to members of congress over the joint signatures of mrs dilling mrs van heining and mcginley mrs dilling is a constant source of violent articles for common sense which prints them under such headlines as brotherhood jew trap for christianity and world crucifixion and the master race mrs dilling has also authored appeals in common sense for support of the propaganda activities of mcginley and mrs van heining mcginley in turn has recommended mrs dilling's bulletins to his readers and has offered for sale reprints of her book the plot against christianity he has also appealed for financial contributions for mrs van heining and occasionally carried in common sense statements either credited to her or to her publication women's voice a number of individuals notorious for their efforts to create a nationwide fascist organization in the united states in the nineteen thirties are also propagandizing again through common sense mcginley has printed articles and letters from general george van horn mosley retired colonel eugene n sanctuary and charles b hudson he has advertised for sale a new book by robert edward edmondson the special committee on un-american activities reported in nineteen forty that general mosley was being seriously considered as a national leader of an attempted union of fascist and hate groups in the united states until the plans were exposed and mosley was called as a witness before the committee the special committee named sanctuary hudson and edmondson as being among the individuals who took part in this unsuccessful attempt to create a united fascist movement preliminary committee investigations have thus far failed to reveal any indication that present-day fascists and hate groups are seeking national organizational unity the cooperative efforts of the hate groups however have actually extended to the point of national conventions common sense reported the proceedings of one such convention held in chicago july fourth through sixth nineteen fifty two conde mcginley senior and william j o'brien spoke as representatives of common sense at this gathering 
which was referred to by McGinley as an annual convention of nationalists. Mrs. Lyra Clark Van Heining served as moderator of the convention, which was chaired by one George Foster. The 200 delegates from all sections of the country heard speeches and adopted resolutions following the lines of the propaganda which they issue. The most significant statement was in a speech by O'Brien of Common Sense. He urged the delegates to back each other to the limit whenever any one of them is under attack. Circulation and Finances Information available to the Committee on the Circulation and Financial Status of Common Sense indicates that Condé McGinley has developed a shrewd and flourishing business out of hate propaganda. Common Sense reported in October 1948 that the number of copies which were distributed to paid subscribers during the preceding 12 months averaged 7,072. In October 1949, the average paid subscriptions were reported at 9,660, and by October 1950, the figure had jumped to 21,255. The committee has not observed any further publication of subscription figures in Comet since, since then. However, figures filed for the publication with the United States Postal Authorities show that an average of 15,796 copies of common sense were being distributed through second-class mail to paid subscribers during the six-month period from march fifteenth to september fifteenth nineteen fifty four these figures do not reflect the thousands of copies of common sense which are sold by other means or distributed gratis for example mcginley has been known to make bulk deliveries of an issue to various individuals for remailing or distribution in other ways McGinley asserted that he had 120,000 readers in 1952. Committee investigation indicated that the circulation of common sense tops the 100,000 mark for certain issues, but averages approximately 50,000 copies. The number of free copies averages at least 30,000. Subscriptions to common sense sell for $1 a year and provide a minimum of $15,000 annually based on second-class mailing alone. On-the-side sale of books and pamphlets brings in an estimated maximum of $1,000 a year. However, the publication also receives financial contributions, the exact amount of which has not been ascertained. McGinley solicits contributions in urgent messages printed in common sense, as well as through special fundraising letters. A typical letter sent out by McGinley in the spring of this year stated, that due to a low subscription rate and lack of advertising revenue, we must depend on real patriots to subsidize us in keeping with their ability. McGinley invariably represents himself in these appeals as a penniless patriot who has used up his life savings of $15,000 on common sense, yet continues to work full-time without salary or profit in order to save his country. When I am reminded of my duty and it is not from myself, he has stated. I take courage to warn you that if you do not get into this work personally and actively, or give money quickly to those who are active, the hidden invisible government plot will have proceeded so far that dictators will be giving orders. McGinley adds the sly reminder that money orders can be sent under fictitious names. Such broad fund appeals appear with irregularity. 
they usually occur when mcginley requires large sums for a special project such as the remodeling of his new headquarters building constant solicitation seemed to be unnecessary as a result of very substantial financial support rendered mcginley by a few well-to-do patrons one of the financial angels behind conde mcginley has been benjamin harrison friedman a retired toilet goods manufacturer of nine sixty park avenue new york city friedman estimated that he had spent fifteen thousand dollars on common sense by december nineteen fifty according to testimony he gave on december twelfth of that year before the senate armed services committee in a propaganda sheet published by friedman in new york on january second nineteen fifty one he detailed his support of mcginley in this way in nineteen forty eight friedman met mcginley they found that they had much in common friedman became interested in common sense as one of the most aggressive organizations fighting marxism communism to which friedman had lent financial assistance since nineteen forty eight friedman has given unsparingly of his time and his efforts to increase the circulation of common sense and has advanced a small fortune for that purpose within the past two months alone friedman has advanced to and or for common sense in excess of seven thousand dollars common sense was rapidly becoming an important factor in the nationwide fight against the worldwide campaign of the marxist communist for world conquest friedman advanced funds to mcginley to cover the cost of printing and mailing fifty thousand copies of common sense number one twenty six in addition to his financial contributions friedman is a prominent figure at various meetings held for supporters of common sense he spoke as a noted authority on zionism at a meeting held as recently as november fourteenth at common sense headquarters in union new jersey common sense advertised the meeting as a pro-american rally sponsored by americans against communism an organization name occasionally used by mcginley mcginley himself has not publicized such major financial support for fear of discouraging his smaller contributors however rumors that friedman and others have been providing substantial aid to common sense have become widespread enough to force a recent public statement from mcginley in a fundraising letter sent out in the fall of nineteen fifty four mcginley stated i have learned recently that some people are under the impression that mr ben friedman and a prominent manufacturer are backing us mcginley acknowledged in the letter that friedman's assistance was a help in making common sense the most widely read factual publication on marxism and that friedman today continues to give all his time and is a tower of information mcginley attempted to persuade his readers that nevertheless for some time mr friedman has not been in a position to be of material financial assistance to us with respect to the unidentified manufacturer mcginley also insisted that the contributions have been nominal although very helpful the thriving nature of the common sense enterprise is attested to by mcginley himself on numerous occasions he cannot avoid boasting of his accomplishments even in the course of his urgent request for funds he reported for example that in nineteen fifty three he had made much progress he referred to his excellent new headquarters which were extensively remodeled and enlarged a press at his disposal for the first time and the addition of an investigator and a writer to his staff a fundraising letter issued this fall boasted that we now have built common sense 
into a large operation to reach numbers however mcginley continued to announce ambitious plans including the installation of new mailing equipment in his headquarters at a cost of three thousand dollars mcginley has also stated hopes of soon stepping up publication to a weekly basis mcginley's claim to work full-time in behalf of common sense without salary or profit is misleading in view of the facts developed in the committee's investigation volunteer workers perform many duties in connection with the publication the committee has learned however that conde mcginley senior has no employment or income outside of the common sense operation he has for a short period in the past served as caretaker of property and union but his payment did not exceed one thousand dollars a year conde mcginley jr supplements his common sense activities by serving as a freelance salesman of aluminum windows and siding for houses conde mcginley senior and mr and mrs conde mcginley jr reside in the headquarters building of common sense at five thirty chestnut street in union since contributions form an admittedly important part of common sense income the true state of its finances is difficult to determine the committee has been denied access to federal income tax information on the principles involved a minimum income of approximately thirty thousand dollars annually is evident from a study of bank deposits made in the name of common sense or its new corporate cloak the christian education association a total of twenty five thousand nine hundred and sixty five dollars and ninety seven cents was deposited in the publications account in a union new jersey bank during the ten-month period from january first to october twenty ninth nineteen fifty four during the twelve months of nineteen fifty three deposits totaled twenty nine thousand three hundred and twenty dollars and seventy eight cents it is regrettable that any american may have contributed to the perpetuation of a hate factory such as that operated by the mcginleys if loyal americans seek to play an active part in protecting their country from subversion they would do well to lend their support to legitimate patriotic organizations rather than to those whose real objective is another form of subversion end of section four